Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects. Go check out westminstereffects.com. They've got some amazing gear on there. They've got one of my favorite tremolos, which is the Luther Tap Tremolo. If you haven't checked that out, it's got so many different tremolo settings. It's seriously like the Swiss Army knife of tremolos. That's that's one I've been messing with a lot lately. And then you can also check out their uh, one of their other brands, Nose Pedal, if you're looking for something in a utility sense. It's a phenomenal company, amazing prices, and they can do pretty much anything you need. They do mods. Um, you need a tiny tap tempo, you've got it. Channel switch, anything. Uh, Scott, what did you get from Nose? A Didn't buffer. you get something? A buffer. See, there you go. Sometimes <laughs> the you just need a buffer. Exciting in thing in his line. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it makes your tone sound great. It's, I mean, you probably need a few buffers since you have like 70,000 pedals on your pedal board. Hey. I'm not judging. It's like 57,000 at most. Okay. Sorry for exaggerating. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back. But thank you, Westminster Effects, for sponsoring this episode. And guys, go check out Westminster Effects. They've got a really cool uh, chorus out now. How do you pronounce it, Scott? Oh. Chimera coming. I can't pronounce go, it. Go back like four episodes where we actually go through how to how to say it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't we name the episode that? Yep. How to correctly pronounce. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, go check that out. Okay. All right. So we'll just. All right, Scott. So what's new with you? I actually have nothing new. Wow. I'm I'm really like, now that we have that bingo board out, I'm just gonna oh completely wreck it this week. I think. I honestly, I looked at the bingo board, but I didn't want to save it because I don't want to like get people bingo. I just want to see if it happens. You know, I feel like if we try too hard, it'll ruin, you know, the show for the 13 listeners we've got because I know we got a new one. Um, hi, Andrew. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, that I think that's new. That That's new for all of us. Is If you haven't checked it out, go to our Facebook group and see our... Uh, the effects loop bingo from the episodes i think i'll put it on i need to put it on the instagram as well and have fun play along and it's really great for some of the past episodes too because we had no clue that that was going to be happening and thanks to was it ben who did that yeah i think it was ben thanks ben from our uh chat group you if you want to join our chat group you can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop give us some money we let you in the chat room. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like AOL in the sense of uh, we all use our old AOL, you know, SNs, and you have to pay to use it. So that's fun. Let's see. And Diaz's internet breaks like every other day. So. Oh my gosh, it really does. It's well, it's not even mostly internet now. It's just my computer sucks because I need to get a new one, but computers are expensive. Oh yeah, do not try to buy a computer right now. Oh, it, it's going to be I'm at least sure. a month or two before like things are normal ish man close. i've been like i've been surprised at some of the stuff that's like been jacked on prices i think it's kind of insane like honestly the weird thing uh my medicine has gone up in price because it's over the counter hmm. 
it's insane. Yeah, so I take a Meprazole for like heartburn, acid, reflux, stuff like that. Totally went up like a buck fifty to almost two dollars a bottle. I know meat prices have gone up a bit. Yeah. Um, guitar pedal prices have been ridiculous. Used and well, just used, right? Uh, yeah. New prices, I don't think, have really been hit yet, but and they really should at this point between the tariffs and the other stuff going on, like. The cost of parts have gone steadily up. I'm kind of John surprised. Cusack made a post about that. Yeah, and he was having having problems uh, sourcing parts at a reasonable price, and you know it's kind of crazy. People don't realize that even if you change one part in a um, in a pedal, if it goes up like a dollar, how much that will eat in if you're making pedals on a mass. Oh yeah, amount. I mean, people just don't understand that. I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy right now. Hopefully, everything gets uh, back to close or back to a normalcy soon that'd be really nice yeah i'm also thinking about selling my kemper remote because that market has completely dried out and i could probably get a pretty nice amount for it i really just wish i could get the screen fixed online at like an easy the problem is is it's almost pointless for me to send it get the screen fixed have it you know pay to get it sent back and then try to sell it yeah because you're going to germany right I th- I don't know. I think they've got a U.S. Uh, dealer or repair, but it might just it might honestly go to Germany, and that wouldn't be worth it. That would. Wonder if they could just send me a new screen. Probably not, because it would because then that would be allowing me to void the warranty or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder could you open up the screen and find the exact part? Hey, why don't you open up yours, source it for me, and then. Uh, I've, I mean, I, I've opened up mine a few times because I had to replace one of the foot switches. Well, next time you open it up, if you uh, mm-hmm. if you want to see what the screen is, maybe help me out. Help help a friend out. Thank you for being a friend. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, because I doubt Sorry. that's a soldered connector on the screen, too. Because It's, 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 it's got to be a ribbon. Yeah, it's going to be multiple cables. Yeah, it's probably pretty fixable. Yeah. I mean, the hard part is, again, finding the exact part because, you know. Yeah, those things are crazy. So yeah, uh, maybe I'll do that. Remind me. Okay. I uh, well, so and I guess we'll just move on to my what's new. I, yeah. Nothing. Um, I got a capo back that I bought when Thalia was doing their GoFundMe. Actually, so how long has that company been around? You know, like five years or so. Are they? Well, still, you know what? They're still going, right? Yes. Okay. No, it's been about five years because I left that whenever my wife, my wife and I went on our uh, five-year anniversary trip or a little like honeymoon. So we'll so be hitting just hit 10? ten years. We're about to hit ten. Congrats! So, but I had it before that, so I'll say I've had it for about five years. Um, yeah, it's got my name engraved on it. So cool. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I left that. I was playing gigs on that trip, and I left it at my brother's house. And I just went and visited my brother this past weekend and he had moved and everything and still somehow had it and had it waiting on the nightstand whenever I got to his house. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about gear news. This first thing is actually really cool. So the Joyo introduced the XL Jackman 2, which it's not super crazy new in the sense of it's just the second uh, version. Um, I was so this is the Jackman. Uh, is that how are you supposed to pronounce that? Banty amp? I think it's Bant amp, but I don't really know. The T is 
capitalized on the amp itself. That's why it kind of threw the me off. The T and the P are the only things cap- capitalized. Yeah. Well, the B is bold, though. Yeah. If so. you're if you're a text kerning kind of a person, this will dri- this logo will drive you insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, the P but. and the B are technically symmetrical if you do a lowercase b in that font. yeah so because it's because it's it's upside down yeah. on each you know what i mean it's like just flip it upside down and then the yeah. l's capital as well the x is lowercase yeah this is weird uh, that's weird branding um so i guess start out what is it uh it's an amp it's a british british voiced tube amplifier has a single 12ax7 preamp tube so do you count that as a tube amplifier if it's only got one preamp tube? I no think it's power. a hybrid. I think it's a hybrid amp. It would be the, I, the the proper terminology for that. I would agree that's hybrid. I mean, because you've got pedals that have a preamp tube in it. I mean, it's not like it's a no. You don't call it a tube pedal. So just or whatever. Okay. Um. So it's a two channel. It's British voiced, and. It's got controls. It's got gain and tone and volume controls for both channels. So you've got uh, a clean and an overdrive. And the cool thing about it, it's got Bluetooth connectivity. It's got an effects loop and a headphone output. I mean, this is really neat. And it doesn't sound bad. That's really neat, too. I was listening to the video of it, and it's got a pretty decent sound. I'm guessing this is probably, I and mean, this is 180 bucks for this amp. And it, the one thing I did think was funny, it's Joyo's actual video. It comes with a channel switching channel switching foot switch pedal, which is included for free. And the, the foot switch is almost as big as the amp. That it, this thing is tiny. <laughs> it's I a, mean Well, I mean when you move the, the power uh supply and those kind of things out of the amp, it really does let the, the enclosure get pretty small pretty quick. So and there's a big old wall wart like laptop style charger with it okay and that's so how, it's... that's how it handles power um no. but it is tiny like i i wouldn't even consider i would say this is not a lunchbox amp this is even smaller yeah this is like a brown bag amp just brown bag in it that's that's you're just brown that's it you're like is, is it i mean it has a handle for some reason like the handle's as big as the amp almost that's <laughs> oh that's great um so does this not ha- i mean can you run this through a cab it shows it on a cab i mean i think you have to watts? i mean it's, it's got an eight eight ohm cab out on the back okay so yeah like that's there's no internal kinda... speaker on it i don't think is there no i don't think so i would be really impressed if they well first off that speaker would have to be tiny yeah that, there's no internal speaker i think it's funny the to see the way they incorporated bluetooth on this thing is a little fun how it has that, a switch yeah it has like a traditional like analog switch to turn the bluetooth on and off and then uh it has this if you're dinky little antenna on the back of it so can you like charge this and use it without the power supply no then what's the point of turning off the bluetooth uh just to turn it off so if it connects via bluetooth can you play it through a bluetooth speaker or is it only to control it via Bluetooth? I think what you can do is you can get, connect your phone to it so you can run a backing track into it. Okay. I know that they've got an... I, I wonder if they've got like a app and some fun stuff. We'll have to do some more research on that and see. Because they've got these this whole line of amps. And I'd love to mess with them. But 
that that's really cool i say four stars joyo it looks cool too it's i mean i don't know there's something about it that i am kind of drawn to if i wish i had speaker emulation so you could just like set it on your desk and use that well if you had um we talked about it last week a two notes oh yeah yeah but i don't that that's kind of <laughs> a 500 dollars two two notes so you can run a 280 dollar amp head yeah i'm not sure about that one bub maybe if you've already got it that'd be great uh but okie dokie let's move on to the next thing uh i feel like scott you'd be able to give us a little bit more insight on this because this seems like it's uh i don't yeah, so this is a 1981 Land Rover. No, whoops, wrong. Path. No, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we we were talking about uh, Scott was riding his bicycle next to this. What was it, Land Rover? What is it called? Defender. In, in De- Defender. What? And we were looking him up, and we happened to like find the same one at the same time. I sent him the link to it, and he's like, "Oh, cool! This is for thirty five thousand dollars." And I'm like, "He didn't open the link. We found the same one on eBay." It was pretty cool. Oh. All that but, to say, yeah. uh, I don't think I'll ever drive one, but I have this weird love for vintage Land Rovers. Yeah. I, I like I like Land Rovers. I think they're really cool. All right. So uh, this is, let's talk about the main. Well, you can't this, afford this a, a Land Rover. You go to the subway. That's a terrible like, transition. Sorry. That was horrible. Anyway, I so mean, Mesa Boogie has announced the... The TT-800, which is another part of their Subway series, hence the uh, comment. So this is also a, uh, a hybrid amplifier, I believe. Because uh, there are tubes in this thing, and there is a nice big old fan, but I believe it's a solid state, or uh, a, in this situation, a Class D power amp on it. Yeah, because it, it sees uh, on the back it's got tube-driven uh, for the direct out. It's phantom power protected as well. But like you can change it to line level, mic level, or you can do a ground or a lift. And right there under the tube driven spot. And then you got speaker output to own minimum load. I mean, this is really cool. I mean, this is a this is your Swiss Army knife uh base amp. I believe it's eight hundred watts. Yes. Which is seems crazy at first until you realize how low efficiency um some base cabs are and just how much power you need mm-hmm. um but yeah, is this a base is this base yeah this is base oh there you go i mean there's a gain knob i figured maybe it's a guitar base oh, players high- can have gain i don't know about that i mean what is this red hot chili peppers calm down people yeah i'm looking at you flea all right, anyhow. And it's in this uh, semi kind of rack mount enclosure. Is it actually a full rack dimension where you can just put like ears on it and throw it in a... I think so. So this would be probably three rack units deep. Man, it looks like two. Um, I don't know. There's probably an adapter needed to make that work. Possibly. I like the fact that it's got USB device power on the back, so... Whenever you, I mean, we all know the bass player needs to charge their phone to get all the numbers at the end of the show. 
Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, it makes sense because, like, just it's a cheap thing to add to an app now that people will love as a feature. Mm-hmm. But you also sit there and go, well, what what do I have that runs off USB power that I need to power with my guitar stuff? But who knows? I uh, mean, that could uh, become the new standard. There's, I mean, the being able to do power USB device, there are some USB devices or some devices that charge that way. I mean, doesn't... Uh... Um, line, line six, six wireless. wireless yeah yeah and then also um there's you can use it for a uh what was it the rock stock used to have the i still have it the little foot switchable the, like the light switch kind of like what you would put on a computer desk or something i mean doesn't, who knows, that run maybe off, in, doesn't that run off nine volt and then turn into the five volt usb mm-hmm. yeah okay so i mean you can do that you could charge your ipad if you're using an ipad for uh charts something like that or you know what another thing you could use charge your ipad if you're using like a uh behringer the xr18 yeah i can the 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 immediate one to me is just ipad charge your ipad for music stand for whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's i think those are real i think it's a really cool feature that i don't think cost wise i mean that's a cheap part I think as long as you just incorporate it in your design, it's, it's no problem. Yeah, getting clean power might be tricky, but who knows? Maybe the transformer they used in that thing for power just has a clean has a five volt tap, and they're like, "Well, let's just run it to something." Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, this is pretty cool. I think it's also uh, pretty affordable. How much is it? It's a uh, uh, eleven hundred bucks for a base okay. head. Yeah, that's not bad. Hundred watts okay well since we're on base let's talk about this phil jones base c2 cabinet can you tell it's a slow news week can you can you tell that we've been deciding that we have to do better segues and we're putting forth an effort (laughs) on those that's literally the conversation we had after last week like we need to do better guys (laughs) like it's like we need to work on segways and i was like yes i need to work on segways everyone else does a pretty good job me no i'm just like hey bam here we go like sharp turn to the left uh yeah i don't know much about base cabs this looks ugly though so it's it's really compact that's the whole idea behind it and that's kind of where everyone's going because no one wants a uh an ampeg eight by ten anymore um so this is a kind of a they call it a shoebox size uh cab which is really really small Um, 200 watt that's very small for a uh for base isn't it yeah i base? think i think this is your kind of like church or uh small club gig kind of a, a size this is not your i'm about to join a punk band size maybe this cap. is just or like if you're running direct and you still need to fill a little thump you know what i mean yeah and you don't want to buy one of those things that you strapped to your back what is it that victor wooten was all about for a minute oh the butt kicker right. that goes on your strap that yeah thing? is that what was it called? was it called the butt it wasn't called the butt kicker no butt kicker is else. the one that they do on um drum thrones i'm trying to remember what they're actually called well I, we're gonna have to look that up but there. um i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie uh i only put this in the mix just so that you could ask the one question you want to ask about this mini bass cab the one question i want to ask mm-hmm. And Does it work both vertically and horizontally? <laughs> yep. Yes, I remembered because like I was just like, oh gosh, 
I was like, man, I hope that I remember this. It was called the backbeat, by the way. Backbeat. Um, that's a good backbeat. You know, you know, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart's out. So, by now, I mean, I'm sure somehow. <laughs> I know you've heard it all before, but I never really had a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that it works horizontally and vertically <laughs> because of all where the speakers do. I don't know about that. I feel like uh, if we got Cold Duke on here. Since he is an acoustical engineer, he may be able to teach us about how that works. Yeah, what do I know about acoustical engineering? Yeah, I don't know. You're you're no Cole Duke. That's all I'm saying. Just no. kidding. If Cole if Cole listens to this, I'm totally just using you to make Scott's eye twitch a little. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking of eye twitching, <laughs> Ibanez <laughs> revamps their acoustic uh, electric guitars with a uh, dual pickups redesigned preamps and more i have to say i never really hated ibanez acoustics no the, a, the what was it the ae 100 was like the was it the blonde one yeah it was, it was like, like a blonde it was, top. it was like the cheap acoustic to have yeah i mean the thing about ibanez on the acoustic like the cheap acoustics mm-hmm. They always felt really good. You know, they, they, really they had good. a nice feel. Yeah. The necks were, I think what it is, a big thing about them was because Ibanez has thin necks on their electrics, they've translated that pretty well into their acoustic electrics as well, having a thinner neck. And honestly, I prefer a guitar that doesn't have a super thick neck because afterwards, I don't want to feel like my hands like cramping and falling apart just to get a thick neck. But maybe that's just me. I got I got tiny hands. You know what they say about guys with tiny hands? They have to buy small gloves. Yep. All right. You know what they say about guys who wear, uh, we've got small shoes or small feet. They give away the punchline too early? Yeah, they, they mess up the joke. <laughs> uh, I feel like that should have been, been bingo. Diaz says a punchline before the thing. He has to backpedal because <laughs> that happens way too much too. Uh, Diaz says the punchline in the joke. <laughs> but uh, I love the inlays on this. They're like kind of like a floral thing going on, like a vine. But it's and not too loud. It's classy. Like it really has this nice kind of... Uh, I don't know, like an autumn feel. I, mm-hmm. I don't I'm not If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. The I, I know the colors are more yeah. fall colors, but it has, a, it's a very warm feel, like a warm tone in the mm-hmm. color. And I think these are just a, a good job. Ibanez. Yeah. The rosettes this look is, great on these two. I mean, they, I lo- the head socks look fantastic. And I don't see anything like I can complain. About. I love the dual pickups. So you like, you like the neck magnetic pickup that's exposed? Yeah, it because it's very, uh, it's not very in your face because it's right there at the end, and it because the around the sound hole is a darker color, mm-hmm. it blends in very well. I I think it looks great. So the cool thing, it's got, uh, let's see, it's got a new XM bracing. It's supposed to be better trans, better to transmit string vibrations through the instrument. Um, scalloped bridges. What does scalloped bridges mean? It just means they're carved. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think and it's. I mean, I just I like it. 
way to go. I don't see a price on them yet. Uh, they've got a 12 string, which is on here as well. And it's just great. It's it's not too in your face. The, the, to... the odd part I find is they have, um, they do two output jacks on them. Oh, one for each mm-hmm. pickup. Can you do, like, can you just go mono? Yeah. It have both. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I, so go. I, I kind of wonder how often people are going to do that split. That I don't know. I I just Not feel like the, the the TRS cable that splits is the better way to do that than having two jacks. But that's me. Uh, I think it's about six one way, half a dozen the other for me on that one, because with the two dangling there, and I mean, I don't know. Well, you could run. You could then just run a TRS cable. And just have one cable up to your guitar. That's true, but then you'd have to buy that specialized cable, and yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I wonder you could probably just TRS or do the opposite way together. Could you bring those into a TRS and run the TRS cable like up through, like, so just run it like up through your guitar strap? Yeah, like you could just run one cable. You don't have to do like the TRS to to TS cable little Y split right at the guitar. You could do it later. Especially okay. in an active environment like this where you don't have the, uh, like if it's just the magnetic pickup out, like on like an, uh, an electric guitar, that doesn't mm-hmm. work as well because you have shielding issues with a TRS versus a normal coaxial cable. But, okay. um, you know, in an active pickup situation, I think you could totally run it without worrying about noise and stuff like that. But anyway, hmm. I digress. That I, I just, I... I always think it looks ugly on guitars when someone's running two cables into the thing. Oh, their sight's messed up. I oh, know my note works. Sorry. I got a little excited. It works fine. Well, it didn't work for a second. So there's a there's a bit of wood selection here too that you can pick through. So yeah. um and a lot of them are frankly words I don't recognize. Like these are kind of new names for wood, I'm assuming, like different breeds of mahogany or something like that. Probably, like they've found Ibanez catalogs. What if Ibanez is like hybrid treeing? Like they're getting trees to mate together, or I guess catalogs Mexican seeds. Royal Ebony. So it's okay. an ebony variant, but it's not ebony. Uh, mm, I don't know how that works. Akume is probably. Just tell me it's mahogany. It's mahogany. It's effectively a mahogany. All right. Speaking of effectively a mahogany, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to, that's going to be my new segue. Just speaking of, and the last thing someone said is speaking of effectively mahogany. Harley Benton. I, I just, I, before we go into this, I also want to point out to everyone that. Um, Diaz consistently says I need to work on my segues better and he keeps spelling it S-E-G-W-A-Y <laughs> that is intentional by the way I'm not stupid I just like I just every time I type it I just imagine Paul Blart going down <laughs> I need to work on my segues <laughs> like, there's just gonna be a picture of me with four segues and tools <laughs> like, what are you doing working on my segues 
<laughs> All right. So Harley Benton unveiled its latest single cut model, uh, which is the SE Custom 2. By single cut, it means that they're trying to play more authentic. Hint, hint. Uh, this is a silver burst, which is a color scheme that a lot of people love. It's very common, and a lot of people love it because of, if you're like me, it's because of a band called Tool. Yep, Adam Jones. Adam Jones, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Now, one thing I'll say on this, I don't like the burst on this because it looks like an egg. The silver just looks like an egg. It's way too much black at the top. Yeah, um, well, it's it's teardrop shaped on the back too. Oh yeah, no, that's bad, guys. Let's fix that. Sorry, Harley Benton people, Thomen, Tommen, Timon, uh, Pumbaa, whichever one you guys are. The it's but I will say this: they're definitely going to hit a very big market. I love that Harley Benton does guitars that people want, like the Prince guitar, his Tally the Honer. Uh, you've got all these different things, and they do them at a insane price. Uh, I know this is a square, so we're going to talk about converting 249 euros. Mark your square, guys, into American dollars. We're 281 or 282 United States dollars. They'll probably round it up to just a $300 guitar. Um, and this is really nice. I think that they're hitting cool market. Uh, Scott and I were talking pre-app. Uh, it is a three control. You've got uh, two volumes and a master tone, which I prefer having a master volume two tones. And he, Scott, tell us why you like that. Uh, Cause I don't touch both tone knobs but I do mess with both volume knobs. Hmm. Simply put. It's weird. I'm not, a, I really don't mess with my volume knobs too much. The only time I really play with the volume knob is on my bridge pickup. If I'm trying to clean up a little bit, but anytime I mess with volume on a, uh, uh, oh my gosh. anytime I mess with volume on the uh, neck pickup, it, if I roll it down, it gets too muddy. But I like having two volumes simply because I like the only time I like having two volumes is if I'm doing a uh, like kill switch effect. Well, I know a lot of people like to set their neck low and their bridge mm -hmm. hot, and so they'll just do their clean, clean distorted tone just by switching yeah. between the two of them. That's a that's a common trick. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to calculate shipping costs on Toman's website oh right God. now. <laughs> it's 234 <laughs> before shipping, by the way. What? That's oh my god. So I'm guessing it's probably like what 50 bucks shipping. You're still probably getting that guitar to your door for under 300. dollars Calculate shipping, please. It's like put in it. It shipping costs. It won't tell me. Yeah. It requires my full delivery address. It's in there. It's not a real address, Scott. Um, but yeah, this is uh, what are the pickups in it? Uh, two Roswell LAF Alnico humbuckers. LAF. Yeah, it's, your P it's low output PAF kind of sound. Okay, that's what I figured. But it's got black covers to match the black hardware, which is really cool. And uh, I just I don't know about the two volume knobs. I'd rather have the two tone knobs, but I guess that's where I do like strats quite a bit too. But. It's made with a roasted Jatoba. I don't know what that is. What is all this like? What is all this new wood stuff? So it, I mean, it really it just comes from. Well, we can't ship rosewood anymore, so we need a new name, and we need a similar wood, and so that's where a lot of this stuff's coming from. Hmm. 
Sidey's okay. man. I mean, you you want to talk about where where the guitar world is going to change over the next couple of years? It's definitely going to be in. We're watching like Woods disappear. Like uh, Fender announced they're going to stop using Swamp Ash. Oh wow! Um, yeah, there's a ton of different things out there now. Yeah. Oh, I like some of their single cuts. Uh, sorry, I got distracted on the Harley Benton website. I, I accidentally just bought it with a bank order that I never filled out, so I now need to cancel this because they never gave me shipping costs. Come on, Toman. Wait, did you really order it on accident? Well, I never put in any payment information, so they're going to like email me asking for payment. Uh, yeah, that's a no dog. All right, speaking of emailing people and asking for payment, Orange oh. Amps. Actually, that's not a bad segue. (laughs) (laughs) Orange Amps teases a set of reissued pedals from the 1970s. So it's been like, guys, it's been, what, 50 years? Let's get some payment on these. Okay. Um, So my question is, are they showing old pedals here? uh, Or are these the new ones and they come like relict? So this is kind of an odd thing. Uh, I'm just just being blunt. It's kind of an odd thing because what they did is... They said, hey, they, here's some old pedals from us. Do you want us to reissue them? And everyone went, yes, 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 yes. And they're like, oh, cool. We found the schematics. And then they're turning around and asking everybody, hey, does anyone actually have any of these that they'd be willing to send in so we can, like, diagnose them? What? Yeah, it's kind of a weird way to do this because normally it's like they do that in private. They kind of source stuff. They, they start looking <laughs> at old ones. But this one, they're actually asking people to send in their old pedals. Maybe they'll be like, you send it, uh, send us one of your pedals. We'll give you like the whole line or something. Yeah, um, you, that brings back memories of a certain guitar brand that had. Oh a, yeah, yeah, that TMG. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, that was a sad thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, because like, would you actually, if you had something that was vintage, would you send it in to get destroyed if you could have all new ones? Or would you want to hang on to the vintage one? Uh, if I sent it to the original company, yes, I would send it in. So if you had a 58 Les Paul and Gibson oh. was like, hey, can we have this back? We're going to scan it. We're never getting it back, but we'll give you like five <laughs> custom shops. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that. I don't know. But anyway, that's what oh. they're teasing over at Orange. So they've got a phaser, a sustain, and a distortion. Am I being weird? Is this? Do, does anyone else spell phaser with a Z? No, that's a that's an orange thing. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I hope that they change the cases and the design. Oh, I think I think there's some charm to that look. I mean, it's it's super plain. I'm not a fan of the knobs, but yeah, what those knobs are actually, those are the same knobs that were on my Ross distortion that I just sold not too long ago. They remind me of Ross pedals. Well, Ross, the, the Ross distortion actually had like a different knob, but those just happen to be the ones, but yeah, they do have that Ross feel where it's very plain. It's just the words, you know, I mean, it's no design, but in all fairness, orange, their whole logo is just the color orange, you know? Like that's like the, their main thing. That's how you know it's an orange amp because it, it's orange. So I, I just got my order confirmation from Toman. So you might as well just like buy it. 
Yeah, but like I'm not a Les Paul guy. Yet. I also have too many guitars right now. Mm, I think those words don't belong in the same sentence. I'm at 12. I have too many guitars. But do you own a Les Paul? I owned a Les Paul. Okay, yeah, but you don't own a Les Paul. No, I have uh, I have three Titans, one of which has a Les Paul loadout. Okay, but do you like Tool or a Perfect Circle? First off, Adam Jones is not associated with a Perfect Circle. Well, oh, true. Shh. Can we take that out of the episode? He did play, uh, Billy Howadell did play Les Paul, though. So. Okay, so there you go. But I but don't think it was a silver reverse. No, he played a. I, he usually played, I think, black customs. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know how much of a Troy Van Lewin fan I am. Mm-hmm. A Perfect Circle's first album. Troy Van yeah. Lewin was in a Perfect Circle. What? Before he joined uh, Queens of Stone Age. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. See, I'm not a big a perfect circle. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I wasn't even a, uh, I wasn't even a fan until I met my wife and she got me to listen to uh, uh, Emotive. Oh, their and, worst album. Well, I like it. Marilyn so, is just, dude. Judith just is like the hardest hitting rock song of that era. Oh no, I like Judith. I mean, I'm talking about like album all the way through, besides the singles. Oh, Thirteenth Step then. Yeah, I don't know. I like emo- I like uh, uh, counting bodies like sheep. So that's probably one of my favorites. I-, I used to have that as my ringtone, actually. And then whenever I was at work, people were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to change that. So I put on uh, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Make it make people feel more comfortable. Did I ever really? If, if you join our Patreon, there is an exclusive ringtone. Is there? Yep. Oh, son of a. Some jerk took the audio stems from a past episode where a certain host said a hot dog is a sandwich. Um, and, you know, that that's a ringtone now for whenever that said host texts another host. Too bad my ringtone. Oh is right there really? When I text you, that's what you hear? Yep. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I think I figured out what we're going to do for our next time that we want to do a fundraiser. I'm, I'll get a hot dog is a sandwich tattooed on me if we raise like, <laughs> so much money. You think that would be a good one? I mean, if you're willing to do that, I I'll I'll contribute money. You know, what? it's really fun. You know, honestly, I, it's always like the ongoing joke, but I, I'll do anything for a, a good charity because while I'm a person who doesn't have a lot of money to give, if I'm able to help raise money, uh, that's something I, I thoroughly enjoy doing. Like that's all. That's always been the ongoing joke with Tone Mob, is I've offered to get, I've offered to get the Pelican Noise Works. Uh, logo tattooed. I've offered to get the Town Mob logo tattooed. I mean, Didn't, for as long as the money goes to charity, if, did, as long as the people pay for it, and then whatever doesn't go to the tattoo goes to charity, I'm happy. Did Pennington get the Pelican Noise Works tattooed? He did. I think he stole the idea from me. Probably. Because I remember not, you were about to get a woodcutter tattoo. I was. We were actually. Uh, like I went to the tattoo we were, parlor with you. The only yeah, time I've what, been in a tattoo parlor. What's with you when we were like, how much would this be? And he, we went, oh, because it was yeah. also like it would have to have been massive for him to get like the details of like the knobs and stuff. I think it was going to be like 300 bucks, like minimum. Yeah. And then we were like, well, you could just buy a woodcutter. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was it. No, because Grant said if I got the tattoo, he'd give me one. But yeah. Maybe maybe we'll talk about I, that at some point. I think point. you we'll should just a... get one of like Karen's like uh big ear bunnies. Yeah, like, I'd have to do it for charity though. Like one of her doodles or something like that. Yeah. I mean I'd I'd get that. I'd get a, a Karen tattoo. That'd actually be pretty cool. Have her design a tattoo. I mean, of people that design you a tattoo, Karen would be pretty high on the list. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked out, uh, how, I don't know how to pronounce her last name properly. I'm guessing Shyhorn. Yeah. Okay, Karen Shyhorn. She is uh, one of the partners of Big Ear Pedals. She's actually now working with Andrew, who was recently on an episode from Fox Chi- Fox Chiro. Kai. Fox Cairo. My bad. And he, she's actually doing designs for his pedal toppers. So go check out some of her artwork. She does an amazing job. I love seeing the stuff she does. It's it's really great. And let's speaking of really great, let's move on to our topic. Which one did you end up with, Scott? Well, I think I think it's I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but it's worth just following up that um, because we are not. I don't know, we have this weird thing where like we, we read the news, but we're not newscasters. Right. And so in some way, I feel like a responsibility to kind of just continue the discussion about what we were talking about with Full Tone yesterday or last week, because more information has come out and more discussion has come out. And so it is an interesting thing. But at the same time, I don't really have a lot more to necessarily say. I got a little bit more to say. Okay. Um, So it came out recently that did. I don't know if we said it on the last episode, but Mike Fuller did put out that. Uh, while Guitar Center made an announcement that they no longer have a relationship with Full Tone, mm-hmm. and I really want to read it word for word because we did that last time, and I feel like that kept us uh, not, I won't say like in the clear. You're not conjecturing. Us, yeah, we're not, I'm not adding any of my bias or opinion into it if I'm reading it exactly. Uh, well, not yet. Not yet. And once again, I'm not. I'm then. Then I'll state my opinion on things. Uh, let me find it really quick. I apologize for making you guys wait. Okay, so uh, there was an article that was put out on Medium.com recently, and it brings this up. It says, well, oh, that's, that's what we're going to use for our." Um... No, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm saying that this is where it got brought up again recently, in my opinion. Um. There's an article that was posted, that, and the main thing is it's been floating around a lot of groups. It's called Wokeness and Overdrive, How Guitar Center Used George Floyd's Death to Cover Up a Shoddy Business Deal. This was written by someone who has no other articles written, and it's on Medium.com, which apparently it's like Wikipedia. Anyone can put whatever they want up. It, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a place to post blogs it's a blog hosting website it's not actually a news organization for example right and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that um but it did bring up the fact and what this is definitely a very biased and not well researched and not well written article uh Uh, i would argue it's well written in the sense of what he's trying to do I mean, if he if he's trying to, con- I mean, he is conveying his side pretty well, so I'll give that, I guess. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not objective reporting. Let's just put it that no, way. No, no, it is not. I don't think it's great reporting anyways because there's no uh, facts anywhere. Uh, well, there are facts. For, there are no cited sources. 
unsighted sources. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's okay. What we're going, what I'm going to talk about, there's no fact proving either way. Um, the main thing was was that uh, where is the tweet from Guitar Center on June 5th? Guitar Center's official Twitter account tweeted, "We are no longer doing business with Full Tone and are moving quickly to remove all Full Tone products from our stores and websites." But Mike Fuller went and made a post and he put on his on full tones facebook page uh i am seeing some inaccurate news headlines by various online magazines that require clarification i terminated guitar center and musician friends musicians friends dealership on march 23rd 2020 at 12 39 p.m and they acknowledge this acknowledge this back then this predates their recent tweet by a few months granted Guitar Center's tweet did not say why that was uh, why they're no longer doing business. They did not even say that they stopped doing business with Full Tone, as in they terminated the business deal. They did state the fact that they are no longer doing business with Full Tone and are moving quickly to remove all the products from their stores and websites. So, from what I understand, and the what is being said uh, in statements provided through email by Michael Fuller, that. Guitar Center was delinquent to Full Tone to the tune of $60,000. And when Mike Fuller pressed Guitar Center for payment, he was reportedly told, in quotes, it's going to be late. When asked how late, he was told, in quotes, we don't know. Here's my thing on this. This We're taking Mike Fuller's word for it. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anything he says because he has more to gain about lying from this than he does about telling the truth. And if you are losing two huge dealers uh, because they decided to terminate their business relationship, you're going to try to spin it any way you can. And I mean, of course, everyone went and checked the website for full-tone products after Guitar Center put that tweet. I don't think anyone really want, meant, no, anyone paid attention to if those products were still on the website prior to that tweet so it's a lot of speculation and a lot of having to take mike fuller's word for it which i don't because he has a lot to gain by lying uh i'll back it up a little bit from that which is to say it it would behoove us all to wait Mm -hmm. i i know we jumped on that one pretty early because it was kind of the topic du jour and the reality is other manufacturers, or not manufacturers, the the reverb saying flat out banning everything to me was a bigger piece of news. Did we talk about that on the last week's episode? I don't think we really did. And so, why don't you explain that to some of our listeners in case they don't know? Yeah. So, reverb has also turned around and said we are banning sales of full tone across the platform of all new and mint and B stock full tone products starting so, july 1st yeah so you can still sell a used ocd for example right but you can't sell a new one on the platform anymore and to my knowledge that's the first public um pedal banning uh well they haven't banned pedals before they did ban the sale of magnetone uh amps did which they? is a brand yep that okay. happened uh, a few years ago, it might have been 2017, and that was due to was was that the, due to the owner's comments about Donald Trump? 
Uh, yes. Talking okay. about pretty much saying he's going to so, be assassinated. That that right. comment, which right. is not here's, cool. here's where I'll yeah here's where I'll editorialize. Not okay. Yeah, I mean, no matter how you feel about whoever's in the office of the presidency mm-hmm. or anyone really honestly in my opinion anyone who's in any public service office or any human in general just if you want to be a decent person she really shouldn't talk about assassinating or murdering so the the old the old adage or at least the old rule used to be if you're in if you're a public person you're allowed to be attacked with comments if you're a private person you're allowed to stay private you have a right to stay private yeah um so that's not your preference that's that the argument there is your role so if you're someone in the public sphere i.e a politician it's like fair game to like criticize you used to be sort of the rule but if you're a private citizen i.e um actually i hate to say it john you and i are technically probably on the public side because now we decided to try to host a media program um but just your your joe schmo on facebook technically has a right to privacy in, in that thing there this is this is a unwritten rule but this is kind of the the age-old like just understood um, yes. ethics um and first off uh i'll say it used to be you had a public pr for a company and that's mm-hmm. what released things and what's interesting about at least the guitar world has very has become very uh, owner persona driven, particularly yes. in the boutique world. So when you think full tone, you don't think however many employees used to work there. Um, sorry, that's a little editorializing, but I'm guessing a few people don't work there anymore uh, based on what's going yep. on. Um, let's use Walrus, for example. There's Colt, Colt Westbrook, right? And then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of other people who work there. Um, and, but you, you'd have walrus issue a, a PR statement, right. not cult. Yes. And so it's interesting watching how a lot of the industry has, uh, with it, with how social media has worked and a lot of these kind of things, a lot of these owners have become the face of their brands at the same time, or they, right. they you know, they're one in the same. So you have, you know, um, because you know a lot of them are single person you know firms but i mean if but if you name like a boosie company nine times out of ten i'll be able to name the owner you know what i mean mm-hmm. because like you said we've moved into that place especially especially and the main thing is is because social media is so prevalent mm-hmm. like it's just it's in your face all the time that's what we live on especially uh just with everything going on nowadays more people are in facebook constantly me mm-hmm. being one of them i know um one of the things that we were going to touch on is people be getting burnt out on it because it's Hey-o. just constant and even i'm feeling that because yep while i've during what's going on in our society i feel like it's it's very tough for me to sit back and not stand up for what i believe in mm-hmm. whenever whenever what i believe i firmly believe that i what i believe in in the on certain situations goes down to basic humanity and decency and whenever i see people uh just being you know racist hateful showing hate towards people 
and honestly spreading misinformation that is causing people to feel these things i i i feel that i have to say it and so there i've talked you know you and i've talked personally just to be clear real quick you're not none of the people we've named before is what you're accusing of this is a no 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 no, this is this is just wanted to get that down on paper before anyone says you just accused anybody yeah no no i'm not talking about anybody that i've talked about before i'm talking about just my personal facebook not the effects of effects loops facebook this is just mine my friends list and the people who have been crossing my timeline mm-hmm. um you know i just i can't do it and i've talked about i've talked to you about the, the, taking a break from facebook because i can't it's one of those i need to put my head in the sand i need to be an ostrich for a little bit and kind of ignore some of it because it's becoming unhealthy for me because it's causing so many it's just it's really just causing me unnecessary i don't know if stress is the word but um it's causing me to just it's causing me distraction from the world that's going on physically around me Mm -hmm. and it's been a real big problem and i think that the hardest part is just the heightened sense of um i hate to use the term like a social justice warrior because i feel like that has a negative connotation but i feel like a lot of people have taken up that in a positive way and they've really been out for social equality and justice and in our world uh but it's just but the problem is is whenever you've got a rise on one side you're going to see a rise on the other and it's just been kind of uh kind of intense lately i don't know so. if i said this on air we, we were talking about this privately last week i, I kind of mentioned that you know like, brace yourself it's going to get worse this week mm-hmm. oh yeah because uh you had such a large rise in one viewpoint the counter viewpoint is going to get louder in in you know these things go back and forth it's going to it's a screaming match yeah it's a screaming match um and then you you get confronted with all this kind of stuff of like i I guarantee you someone's going to respond to what we're talking about today saying that burying your head in your sand in the sand to ignore an issue is privilege um possibly that that, that's that's an argument going around because i saw it on instagram about an hour before we hopped on i i would Um, say yeah, it is a privilege, but it's also the sense of at some point you have to worry about your your own mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And that is something because here's the deal. While if you check my Facebook, you can see, I mean, my viewpoints over the years have changed, but right now I feel that no matter what we should be standing up for each other and uh our brothers and sisters of other races and you know the the big thing is is black lives matter right now and if you've talked to a lot of these people the pain and the suffering and the the just the hurt that they feel they they we need to stand up for them we need to show them that we love them and they're cherished and we care about them. And, you know, that's definitely something that I've taken to heart lately, but it's also become where I've become argumentative with people who don't feel that way. And it's caused a lot of 
mental anguish because when you feel empathy, you feel other people's hurt and then you want to stand up for them. And whenever you are arguing with these people, it just, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of emotion out of you and you feel emotionally drained and that's a tough thing to do. So I just think that, yeah, I would say that burying your head is privilege, but also some people don't realize, you know, you there's there I mean, other people have dealt with stuff too. You know what I mean? I'm not taking away from anyone else, but at some point you, we, you have to take a chance to breathe and rest and i mean it's just like it's it's battle you know sometimes you have to rest before you go back into battle you know yeah the um, the one people always tell me is you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you help others that's very true um and that depends on the person to mm-hmm. just just be effective um i i'll put it this way I, so i I recently watched a movie and I haven't had a chance to talk with anybody about it yet, but I, I told you to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you've had a chance to look at it yet either. No, I haven't. Um, but it's talking about Daryl Davis, who is a, a musician who goes around befriending Ku Klux Klan members. And, um, we can get into the weeds on that, but the very, the very key point of a lot of what he talks about in, in his mantra that I, I really respect is this whole, you need to meet people as an individual and talk to them. And yeah. if you're going to have arguments online um, via text messages and these kind of things, there I just don't think these are productive. They can be more harmful have. than they can be positive. It's so because, dangerous. Yeah, because what the the thing is is their argument of oh well all these. It's funny when people call me a liberal because I don't see myself. I I believe I'm socially you know liberal um but i don't affiliate with any party uh i vote based on issues i vote based on uh what i feel is best for the country and you know i don't i don't align i'm not a democrat i'm not a republican uh at one point i identified as you know libertarian but i i don't know i i my whole thing is i identify as diaz who feels the way he does about these topics. And I think that whenever people get out of the whole labeling people thing, that'll help a lot. But you know, the thing is, is whenever you're arguing with these people, you're, you're giving them more ammunition for their argument of, Oh, well, see, they just come on here and hate us no matter what, even though they don't remember for, you know, five years ago, whenever people did the same thing to them, it just depends on who's on the receiving end at the time. There's a, there's that tough thing, and if you're not being productive and you're just spewing hate towards those people who are filled with hate, you're just giving them ammunition. You're adding fuel to their fire, and sometimes you do need to step back and breathe and redo you know rethink your game plan. Because one of the biggest things that you can do is just like you're talking about with this guy who talks to these Ku Klux Klan members is see them as people and try to connect with them as a person and not it's not always about attacking and arguing it's about talking and showing kindness i mean you attract you know what is it you attract more flies with honey yep i mean that's a big thing and a lot of these people who feel this way you know they don't realize 
they might say things that we we take as racist we you know or we see the racist uh undertones they might they might not realize what they're saying and they might not even realize a that they are somewhat racist i mean i listen i was raised in a very small town in florida and like we literally had it i mean it was a very racially divided town there was a spot where the hispanics lived uh there was a spot where black people lived and then there was you know the spot where white people lived it was just kind of like that and there's a uh, a dog barking you guys got that on the board um but yeah like that's not why that's, chris isn't talking right now though yeah <laughs> the 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 thing is is like i was raised in that and i got i mean i moved to tennessee east tennessee which i mean is better but not a whole lot in the whole racial uh division and but luckily i've i've surrounded myself with people uh friends online from different parts of the country uh friends around here who are way more open-minded than i used to be and i've i've changed and some people need to realize that we not you know not everyone was uh lucky enough to be raised and taught in certain ways not saying like my parents taught me racist things but whenever your friends say things and that just becomes something like you like you laugh because they're your friends and you want to feel accepted and then you start telling that joke and you don't realize that that joke makes people feel bad and and you don't realize that you have uh racist undertones in your thinking that you while you don't want them to be there they're there and you have to kind of work through that people are like that too and they don't realize it i mean a big thing right now is the whole heritage not hate confederate flag thing and people don't see what it does to other people and the people who don't care what it does to other people are the people that we you know that's a tough situation but the people who just are ignorant to that fact and i don't mean ignorant in a negative way i mean in the definition of ignorant they don't know different um those, those are the people that you can win by being you know by just talking with so i well i don't know how we got on this tangent about the privilege on that but i mean it's it's really tough while i i pretty much identify as a uh white male i mean i have hispanic uh non-latino heritage my last name's diaz i mean i've seen i've had people be racist towards me online and i mean it doesn't happen often but when it does it's kind of it's i i laugh at it but it also kind of stings because it it doesn't bother me that people see me as a mexican or something of that sort but it bothers me that people feel that way and would lash out at me toward like that i mean i don't know it's just kind of crazy also you know when you talk about people's privilege you don't know their background you know so I think that's a big thing that a lot of people need to think of while they're going forward through all of this is you don't know people's story. So try to be very open-minded and, and listen. A lot of people don't listen anymore. They just want to yell and scream. And we talked about it's a screaming match. So every once in a while, it's nice to back up, take a breath, and just listen. Sorry for that little rant. <laughs> I like that you just ended uh, like five straight minutes of talking with people just need to listen. 
Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. You need to listen to me. Um, no, but um, I, I feel like I just worked through something on, on air. That I was feel my therapy like we're having a therapy the session is really Yeah, that's kind, right kind of how. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Diaz and, and Scott. Well, Scott helps Diaz work through his stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason I'm not having that is because my therapy session was at 11, not at 4 in the afternoon. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I already got mine out today. Oh, okay. Um, well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, Oh gosh, I don't even know where to go back to uh, at this. Yeah, because this was kind of. I totally went so far. Like we just we just kind of just talking, and uh, I I mean dialing it back. I think we were talking a little bit about like where social media has gone, where what we're doing with our energy and our places, and um, I think I was trying to make a point earlier about how individuals have become the spokespersons and right how we're entering an age now where you can't t- if, if you're a public persona you can't just talk off the cuff and not expect retribution for what you say and i mean heck i i have to worry about talking off the cuff with our podcast because you know my views aren't always shared by the other two hosts so i understand that i get those feels yeah people totally need to like Oh, that's a tough one. Because there's a there's a lot of owners who have gotten in trouble for this. Yeah. I mean, there's some like there's a, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit last week, but like there's a pedal boutique pedal company owner who is cherished in the you know the guitar world, who had people go after him for some things that he had liked on Instagram, I believe, at one point. Twitter. Was it Twitter? Yeah. Was it retweeting? Nope. Just like in a tweet. Okay. Um, and he had to make an, an uh, he had to issue a statement about that. And I think, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I think it's becoming pretty well known. And uh, Mike Fuller is going to be the poster child because it's the most recent thing. And it was, it was a pretty big one of got to be careful what you say. Yeah. Can we go back a little bit to. I can go back as far as you want, Scott. Okay, this 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 thing of we're we're trying to issue kind of like a clarifying statement that the the um <laughs> we're way off the of news that. is the news is getting updated about what we talked about. Um, yeah. I don't think we're issuing a retraction. You know, it's just simply, hey, this is an evolving story. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it is of opinions going on right now. Okay. Uh. I think we've already kind of covered, all right, if Guitar Center dumped Mike Fuller for what he said or what he did behind the scenes. I, I imagine on both sides, just given given everybody's history, there's probably interesting emails being sent um, in, a, in a confrontational environment, just given just given the pattern of behavior. I think that that's my conjecture, but that's also just kind of what's, what the evidence is out there for. Mm-hmm. If the relationship really was ended over bad credit, which is also a, a, a valid accusation against Guitar Center right now, their credit rating mm-hmm. keeps dropping, and uh, you know every other every six months there's an article about is this the death of the guitar, and you know those kind of things. Yeah. Um, a brand jumping on. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if you want to say. Guitar Center said we're dropping Mike Fuller for his comments because they didn't say that directly. That's that's no, conjecture. They, 
it was completely uh everyone took it as that just because of the timing everyone read yeah. into it as that because of the timing but i you know honestly even they, if what happened between them happened guitar center was just trying to stay ahead of the game and be like listen we're, we don't do business with them well people were i oh gosh i hate to use this word canceling they were trying to cancel mike fuller with do you mm -hmm. see what he said don't do business with him and they issued a statement that said we're not doing business with him right and then other brands in turn i i don't know the order here reverb was after guitar center right yes very much so, hmm. so i honestly and i think this is kind of how i feel i think we talked about this in our group chatter um they were like way behind on that and i feel like that was uh what is it called virtue signaling or what i'm not accusing anybody of doing that okay i'm i'm not i'm not saying that's what they did i'm saying okay it could be taken as that way because it seemed kind of crazy especially the fact that they put it out until july 1st i'm not, i don't know i'm just oh, kind I of i think uh, i think that's a reasonable actually i think the july 1st thing was actually a very reasonable thing to do for them you think so well that part of it i think is reasonable i mean i don't think that's reasonable at all i think that they would be able to have the ability i i know that they have in-house it people and in-house web builders oh they could flip a switch yes right so why don't they are they because trying not to take off the dealers that work on reverb um or like what are they doing because honestly there's a lot of uh dealers that are prominently on reverb that's how they yeah. uh this the is, guitar uh, guru network is one that i can think of that is mm -hmm. very big on reverb and that's like their main platform this is a uh this is a calculated response this is not a gut check response happening like there there is there i would say reverb is showing that they've they've thought about what they're doing and they've made a conscious decision about what they're doing with with a they they have decided that they're going to discontinue work with this guy because of what he said yeah um, and apparently there's precedent for that i i was unaware of the precedent with magnetone but that mm -hmm. that's there uh because i only saw the magnetone thing as a yeah what about argument i didn't know they actually discontinued uh, oh yeah they did okay um and then there's the the turnaround in in the terms of reverb doesn't sell anything directly or they don't sell much directly they are a form to sell through and so if they're gonna if at the end of the day how reverb makes money is by other people selling on their platform and them handling the transactions and so mm. they don't the the last thing reverb wants to do is get their sellers ticked off and leaving the platform yeah and so saying we're gonna stop is a way of saying to the to your seller saying hey liquidate here's enough time to liquidate and um like they they, they made a decision of where they're going and that that's a big decision uh but at the same I mean, time, they I think say, it's really starting, big because especially immediately they said, all right, here's your chance to make money or, or at least get your money back. Get it out of your get it out of your supply chain or move mm -hmm. it off platform. So they had to you have to give time for other people to do things is sort of the reasonable business world decisions. And yeah. your average person in, in the private world will go, no, I need to do this instantly. We need to. And you, you sit there and you go, businesses don't work that way for a reason. That's just, yeah. that's just what it is. Like if anyone who's saying like, 
hey, they should have done that immediately. You just flip a switch and that just consequences be darned. Uh, you know, it's you're, well, you're having that. an emotional I just response. Think, you're not I just thinking think like the, a business owner. I mean, at that, the, point. that was like over two weeks that the people have to still sell almost three weeks. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's got to be, there's probably at some point someone went, how much, how much material is on our platform? What time, what is a reasonable thing? There was a discussion that happened in, in terms of making all those decisions. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, the, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know. You know, yeah. it's all speculation. We're just being speculative of what's going on. And, but it uh, is interesting to see that Reverb made that decision based on saying, he they they're calling out those comments and they're 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 do they're bit they're taking a stand on what they're saying so yeah it guitar center seems to be just the the clarifying statement of hey don't look at us we already discontinued business with them yeah and then what we all kind of projected onto that in the process mm-hmm. anywho i'm looking at a helix right now <laughs> <laughs> Mike Fuller don't make that. I can, <laughs> is there an OCD? Uh, mo- there's got to be an OCD model in the in the Helix, right? I mean, was, uh, you know what? Anyways, I'm going to say this. The OCD is like the Boss DS1 of boutique pedals. Everyone's owned one at some point and sold it. Have you owned an OCD before? No. I know well, people that do. I know people that still use them. Um, yeah, I, I always thought it sounded okay-ish. Yeah, I, I know. Um, so I have a pedal that a lot of people accuse uh, that builder of stealing the design from the OCD, even though there's some differences. Um, so now you're gonna have to tell me off air because I have no clue. Um, oh, it's people accuse the Love Pedal Eternity of being an OCD clone. But if you, oh yeah, Love Pedal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like we could go on about Paul and Cochran and I, Love Pedal. Paul Cochran isn't Love Love Pedal. No, I'm talking about his. Oh, the Timmy and the love pedal. pedal. Okay. Yeah, because if you're not friends with Paul Cochran on Facebook, you should check it out because it's great. By far one of my favorite friends on there because every once in a while he just goes on a rant and just says like "f love pedal." It's it's just amazing. Um, all right, so well, that was a interesting topic for today. Sorry for like going off the rails there. Did we like, have a topic, or did we just kind of just air out what we're? Yeah, thinking I just kind of I just kind of soapbox for 15 minutes and. uh we'll just go from there so uh if I, next week we'll talk to you guys i promise <laughs> i we're both uh, uh i mean to, to wrap this up i i think you saw it and kind of how we looked at today's episode and how we kind of went in we're just like we're both really feeling burnout from like everything going on yeah it's and really tough how, like i mean and there's i know a lot of people are i mean uh one of our uh patrons deleted his facebook i thought he blocked me at first because i was trying to tag him and i had to text him and be like hey did i tick you off (laughs) um i took uh, took facebook off my phone and my ipad and i put a time limit on it because i'm like i just i'm sinking time into this and i'm not loving it anymore like i'm not enjoying this why am i doing it yeah i've i i just i look at it and i feel like i i'm too combative right now on there and it's kind of uh kind of much in my life i kind of something i don't need to be focusing on but yeah you know what i I think a a closing point is just check your heart bro uh everybody love everybody ele but you know that's the rules um 
but yeah so well thanks for joining us this week guys uh you can join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash loop and remember be nice to scott whenever they ask who your favorite host is you don't have to say who you don't like <laughs> did you let <laughs> did, you let that person in too didn't you i sure did <laughs> oh they were in similar groups so I, I let them in and the fact if they knew both of our names they had to have listened to an episode or something once. yeah I, i'm really curious what i did to piss that person off i existed yeah that's what it seems like i mean i was expecting probably... i was expecting as soon as you prove that that person would do, do a whole like screw scott rant or something like that if that's well it's like... it's funny because you're the most vanilla out of all of us i don't that's not a, a racial joke um that's more of like uh you're you're usually like the you're the calm one like pretty middle of the road i'm the one who goes off on weird tangent. you think people would hate me more um well, I'm I'm sure there are a lot more people who hate me than hate you. <laughs> but uh yeah, you can join the Facebook group and uh if you have a discussion on this, as long as we keep it civil, you can have it there. It's no problem. You can follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. I'll be posting the board to play the effects loop bingo. And also, if you would like to join our chat group or the chat room, just make sure that you have your AOL screen name you know picked out. Uh, you can do that. Go to f- patreon.com slash the effects loop. And also, once again, thank you, Westminster Effects, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, you can go to westminstereffects.com. If they have, I know they have a spot to put in notes. If you order something because you heard of us, heard of them from us, let them know. It helps us out because he, you know, Westminster knows that they're getting a return on their investment. It also is just awesome because I, I like seeing good people get supported and cody's a pretty good dude so i'm trying to think is there anything else i'm missing or linkedin do we still have that uh yeah no one's visited in the last couple of months <laughs> yeah the last on, person to visit was LinkedIn today me, and i, I was saw like, the stats up? on it yeah uh, but also uh, or if you uh if you want to write a hate-filled email send it to uh the effects loop at gmail.com so i can delete it really fast uh only but, diaz yeah. reads those so we'll see what happens yeah all right guys well you guys have a good week be kind to one another. Love everybody. For the effects sleep, I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. Check your heart, bro. <laughs> All right. See you guys.
dictionary Why is negativity always drawn out? Pictionary Visualize love Energize lives together, together We undefeated A plan to make well as no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Never after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is